wear y'all out at the same time. Ready? Chestnut checkers. Mm-hmm. We here. You good over there? You good. Here we go. Hello. Water. Gotta hydrate. Gotta hydrate for practice in the morning. <laughs> there you are. Yep. Practicing what I preach. What's up? We we for real this time. Finally. <laughs> yeah, some bad weather rolled through. Um, yeah. Couple nights ago. Cristobal. 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 Let's see. Uh, I'll be practicing my Spanish accent, but you know. Really? My, you know is, that, is that Paul stuff right there? I see him. I see him flying. Who's, right who is that? We got 10 people here? Uh, nine. Yeah. Nine. Mm-hmm. Somebody left already. They probably clicked on it on accident. You know how that be happening? Like you just scrolling and somebody go live and you just tap that spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you gotta hurry up and exit out. You gotta take your audio off on your computer, bro. Muy bien, gracias. Alright. Fifteen. Fifteen? Mm-hmm. All right, we probably could just start talking now, bro. You think? Yep. You don't want to wait. I mean, it's only going to get later. <laughs> 19. You got to let it get on up a little 22. bit. At least let him listen to the rest of the song. You're right, you're right. Okay. Turn the song off. We'll get, we'll get the road. What's up, everybody? Thank y'all for coming. We about to I hope it's not too late. talk a little bit. Yeah, we ain't trying to, you know, keep y'all up too late either. Mm, I can see Carista's watching, that's it. We got Carista playing Reed here. Maybe it's, uh... Lucky to have her. <clears throat> Rita Anderson. Just hey, Malcolm. Hey, Miss Rita. That's my church member. Okay. Yeah. What church is that? St. Mary. St. Mary. <laughs> what what denomination is that? It's a Baptist. St. Mary Baptist Church. You know, I was raised in the Catholic Church. That's right. Every Sunday. <laughs> Every Sunday. I mom, just realized. Mom, mom. Because you're not, you still not muted. Muted. I was just singing on the on here. I was singing. Were you? You didn't realize. You didn't realize Sorry that. about that, y'all. I've been practicing though. I got two little boys that teaching me. Really? <laughs> yeah, they love the scene. Dylan Shoemaker, one of my one of my old superstars. What's up, Dylan? Home, bro. Angela Jones Bass. What's up, Reed? What up, Miss Angie? Coworker, classmate from McKinley. Dylan Shoemaker. Who, who that? Mm. Um, bro. One of the goats. What's up, Lynn? Of Look, I can't see who I own right now. <laughs> Lauren, I see you, bro. Welcome, welcome. We here for real this time. Shout out to my broski.
So, um, yeah. Yeah. We got we got the, oh, okay, it's getting there. It's getting there. Just gotta bear with us, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> we don't want anybody to miss. Well, it. while we while we can sit here killing time, you know, okay. we can talk about the fact that you know we tried to do this the other night and <laughs> we did. And you know, we it was a lesson learned. You know, I wouldn't call it a failure. Uh, things didn't work out as we had planned, so we went with another plan. That's how you go. Yeah, that was um, was unfortunate. We said we came out. And was like, we gonna run the ball right down their throat. And then they put eight in the box and we just had to, you know, <laughs> start throwing that thing a little bit. Right. At least run some play action, you know what I'm saying? Gotta get, spread that thing out a little bit. Oh, first move. All right, all right. All right, how we gonna play this? Uh, let's see. Sis, my sis right is watching. What's up, sis? What's up, sis? Like your sister, sister? Yeah. Come, bro. <laughs> I remember. That's that's your niece's mom, right? Yeah. I remember you had that picture of her when we first met, and you was like, "Yeah, that's my kid." But <laughs> uh, you was just joking with us. We was like, "Oh my god!" I made something. I had a kid back home. Yeah. I blank over there. <laughs> I left to go to college. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I wasn't that early. I was like, "Nah, not not for real." He joking. Alright. Another cousin. Alright, what's up, Ty? To the Butts family. <clears throat> Ty, he's a football coach out in uh, Woodstock, Georgia. Word. Have you ever been out there? No. It's beautiful. Woodstock? Mm-hmm. Sounds Sub- like fun. Suburb of Atlanta. <laughs> it's really nice. I heard right, I heard of Woodstock. You've heard of what? Woodstock. Woodstock, oh yeah. Yeah, I you know. know. Jimi yeah. Hendrix shut it down, you know. Joseph Blanco joins. Speaking Joseph Blanco has joined. Joseph. All right, now it's real. <laughs> oh, you up to forty? If you want to go ahead and yeah, let's go. Going. You want to? You want to go first? You you made the first move Ray since Russell. Now you we know. Got the whole, all former Valley. It's your turn on the. It's your turn on the chessboard. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, forty-four. We may need to start talking. People start hopping off. Yeah. Ah, uh, he moved the knight from the bag. Okay. All right. So, uh, welcome. Welcome. All right, we decided to name this thing Chess, not Checkers, for multiple reasons, as you can imagine. The pieces on the board, not this board specifically, are black and white. And it's just a strategic game that two brothers love to play. And, uh, you know, Trey and I decided to start this podcast about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We said we was going to, like, wait it out, you know, get everything together and get ready. But, uh... <laughs> I think I might have mentioned how this kind of happened. With everything going on in the world, we was like, we can't wait no more. We just got to go ahead and figure it out as we go. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a fun ride just hanging out with my boy again. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited about this. We're going to keep it rolling. I think I've seen you more in the past two weeks than I have probably in the previous previous year. Right. Too many, um, too many old friends. You know, you don't take the time to reach out. You lose touch. Yeah. The less you speak, the easier it becomes to, you know. Yeah. Sure. Distance yourself. But we, you know, we manage to maintain communication, you mm-hmm. know, here and there. So, yeah. 
you know, I got other friends that sometimes it's just understood, you know, like you ain't got to talk all the time. But right. when something cross your mind, just shoot a text and say, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know, something remind me of you or, you know, question we got to ask us. Talk some noise or laugh about something. Right. And here we go. Just doing it for real no? Well, um, in front of everybody else. Yeah. All right. We're up to 50. So um, we can probably get going. Um, last week. Well, we just talked about what was going on for the most part, you know, yeah. current stuff, but um, kind of touched on some education stuff. But, right, right. Um, the main thing, I guess, is going on right now is just the race, um, race relations. Yeah, so the race discussion. The, the, the race relations discussion. Of racism <laughs> in America. Um, yeah. Even really worldwide. It's kind of sure. just crazy how that one incident has going worldwide um you know i'm a soccer guy so i gotta point out that even from everything that's been happening with george floyd like soccer leagues in germany italy england not yet to be england but they're they're kneeling before games you know wearing black lives matters t-shirts and um that's kind of that's kind of powerful that it's it's touched all across the world like that um you know, especially a place like Germany. Right. You know? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of With racism internationally, like in soccer, but uh, in some of those countries, there's no black people. Like, there's less black people Burley. in those countries, Burley. a lot of European countries, um, but there's also parts of America with no black people. Right. So they don't <laughs> have that influence or that upbringing around them. And I think we, we, we wanted to... Last week we, stared, we shared a story about um, our interaction with some KKK members when yeah. we was in college. And um, something else happened when we were... Uh, that happened our freshman year. Right. This incident happened our last year. We were both there. Um, I was six, but I'll let, I'll let Malcolm take it away. The North Dakota, uh, the trip to Fargo, North Dakota. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> right. So, two two kids from the South, uh, me being from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Trey being from Jackson, Mississippi. You don't, I mean Jackson, but... Flowood. Jackson, yeah. We'll say Flowood. Close enough, bro. I ain't, you know. That's good. <laughs> uh, I really had something else I was just about to say. But anyway, um, we was in North Dakota, we went to North Dakota State to play them in football, right? And oh yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to mention to y'all, if y'all have questions at the end, we gonna do a little Q and A. Oh, but I already got in the comments, so just wanted to follow up. All right, on the same page as usual. All right, uh, so yeah, we go to North Dakota for this football game, right? They're a pretty good team. We got a pretty, we having a pretty good year. This is our junior year. No, this is our senior year. Red shirt senior. You was your red shirt senior year, right? Which I wasn't playing. It I was, was on. The, I was a student assistant coaching, and I was a graduate assistant. And you was a grad well. assistant, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so uh, we made the flight from Greenville, Mississippi, yeah, on that little plane, <laughs> and moved to, North, to Dakota. North Dakota. Where? Yeah. What was this about? October? November, I think. November. So we played them pretty late in the season. It was snow on the ground. If y'all don't know how cold it is. In Fargo, North Dakota, in late November, it's it's the coldest place I've ever been, and uh, they're cold. They're thirty degrees there. It's not like our thirty degrees. You know, not at all. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's, it's way more crispy, but um, 
Yeah, so I actually filmed that game too. But anyway, the night before, the day we got there, the day we arrived, so we arrived at our hotel, and lo and behold, you know, we getting off the bus, everybody got our little Mississippi Valley State green suits on. You know, some know it as the booger suit. Well, <laughs> it was fresh for the time. You know, we was comfortable. Most of us had some coats on to go on top of it. But anyway, a group of people, the hotel that we booked had the Spaceballs convention. Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Which I didn't even really know about Spaceballs. I don't think I'd ever watched it. <laughs> I would say that majority white people, that's probably the majority white people Most movie. Definitely. I mean... We're not stereotyping here. We're no, just saying. I'm just saying what it is. We're just know, talking. Right, right. Like I, don't, I doubt a lot of black people have seen that. Were there any black people in the movie? I don't remember. I don't know. But I, don't know. I had no I had actually seen the movie. I just know Rick Murray. I didn't really understand what it was, but mm-hmm. I remember like watching it with one with my brother Marlon. Right. But I did, we did watch Star Wars in my house, so I'm a big Star Wars fan. So I knew it as the parody for Star Wars. Okay. Mick, Rick Moran is wearing right. a big crazy uh, Darth Vader suit. So anyway, they got all these super nerds, you know, <laughs> at this this nerd convention going on at the <laughs> at the hotel. But we got a football game. So since we not playing, we just chilling. All the all the players go to their room. We just hanging out. So this guy, so we sitting, we end up sitting down and playing a game of chess. Yeah, it was like. Uh yeah, it was, like it was like a little courtyard that was inside. inside the, it, it, inside it had a roof. Room. It was covered. And for some reason, like they had, um, they had legal gambling inside the hotel. Yeah, so we played a little blackjack with uh, a lot of our <laughs> a lot of our coaches went to play went to gamble. Most everybody went to rooms, but I was the only white guy on the team at that point. I think so. You had Joseph Blanco. No, he wasn't there. Blanco wasn't there. You had the you had Galarski from Hawaii. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, it was. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we kicked yeah. the game winner against A and M too. Ooh, that was big. But it was just me and you that for some reason went in to the comp. Like we we're right. like, hey, nobody else was there. Yeah, right. everybody Everyone else went left. to their room. But me and you went, decided we were gonna go. See yeah. So getting back to the story, we sit down. We just talking, just playing chess. Nothing, no big deal, right? So all of a sudden, I see one of these space balls dudes get down on a knee. Pull out a little portable, a little disposable camera from back in the day, and, and take a picture of us. And then, I, and I, like, I wasn't looking at him when he did it. I'm playing chess, so I'm looking at you. So I see him out the corner of my eye, and then I see the flash, and then I'm like, "Man, what, what is, what?" Okay, I'm not gonna repeat what I said for real. Right. But I'm like, "What are you doing?" This dude just like automatically, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Like he thought that I was about to just bum rush him or something, but I was just like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. So I'm like, you know what's going on? He like, all right, I just, I just, just want to be honest. I just want to be honest. I saw that you guys were from Mississippi mm-hmm. and I didn't think that a black person and a white person who were from that would be like hanging out together. Right. So I just had to take a picture of it and capture the moment. Yeah. He, without our permission, though. It was still funny <laughs> because, other than I guess, maybe athletes they had seen at a local college, maybe, you know, North right, Dakota State. Right. Um, None of which were from Mississippi. Right. They couldn't get over the fact that 
like a black guy from Louisiana and a white guy from Mississippi, you know, talked. We started right. messing with them. We were like, yeah, we're sharing a bed tonight too, you know, in the hotel room because we're roommates. Like, You're sleeping in the same room? We were like, yeah. And, you know, we stay in dorms together and all that. And they were just really blown away, right? Just yeah. the fact that it was like he had never had a conversation with a <clears throat> with a black man before. It really, it really you could really tell. And know, they, like, like, they started trying to buy us alcohol and give us, you know, yeah, and we well, were like, you know, we're, we're, they, we have they, a game they tomorrow. They was like, they had some, uh, the beer was like extra exotic, something I had never heard of. local. Yeah. <laughs> so, you might not remember, but I did drink one, though. Okay. I did. I'm going to just be honest about it. Just one. Um... But it was like, that was, he, to see him like afraid of me right after he did it, like he knew he was wrong for it. Mm -hmm. He knew he wasn't supposed to do it, but he did it anyway. And then was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, it's too late, bro. The damage is done. And I started to, like, my first mind was just go take the camera mm -hmm. and really just, you know, but I just was like, whatever. I ain't even tripping. Mm -hmm. it, it's really not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? If he put pictures of me all over the internet and, and, and like, make my name look bad, I could take him to court for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I ain't finna beat the man up. Now I'm going to jail, you know what I'm saying? And looking crazy. Got, oh, but he was just really, really nice, though. He was a nice He really guy. was. He was just, like, intrigued. He really was. He was really intrigued by the whole thing. And he just and wanted he was, to know. Like, you know. I just want to know what made him think that he could just do that. Like, mm -hmm. People do it now, though, all the time with phones. You know what I'm saying? That's what's crazy. You like get into the argument of you can't record <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yes, without permission. Without country. permission. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's crazy. But his reason for doing it was that it was just, like, wherever he's brought up or he's from there, he he had this perception back in 07 that... It's my turn, huh? That black people, yeah. That black people and white people didn't... You know, like we, there was still segregation or something. Right. Happening. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, I've had classmates that have come from, you know, Connecticut when I was in school that thought that all people from the South, you know, 8A and walk around barefoot and whatnot. But, yeah, um, he, uh, the fact that it was so um, just like a surreal moment for him yes know? yes and we were just and we were kind of we were kind of having fun with it you know what I mean <laughs> right right we were kind of like playing it but it, we didn't realize I guess the um, you know his his whole viewing on it but it really it kind of impacts uh, a lot of stuff that is going on today right we talked about that we yeah. kind of have some conversation um, before we get on about um, you know there's a large majority of the population, you know, whether right. it's white population, black population, that never interacts or never has to grow up around someone of the opposite race. Right. right. And I think you get, it's, it's, it's so many different ways to look at it. But for me personally, I had like a very diverse upbringing. So, you know, I, I got to be able to like see different cultures and interactions interact with different people and be people from different backgrounds from an early age and I know I benefited from it you know what I'm saying and I was able to hopefully been you know help other people see 
me as a man and then see or just as a person and seeing uh other black people as a person like i always kind of like felt it was important for me to carry myself a certain way uh to help other black people <laughs> you know to build the image mm -hmm. like not perpetuate stereotypes and not get caught up in anything like you know don't fall for the okie doke basically and just get caught up in something that that i i know my character is not really represented by you know what i'm saying so like i kind of wanted to be a person that other people could look up to and that other people could see and gain respect for me and gain respect for other people who look like me mm -hmm. you know yeah, I mean, that's, that's a it's a daunting task to be honest well, you never you. know that the guy from north dakota he could have maybe that was a moment that changed his exactly. perspective on things you exactly I mean? you just never know and um so you know in regards to what's going on like your kids aren't old enough no but they don't have a clue like what are at this point you know but if they were of age like you know we talked about our upbringings right like mm -hmm. it starts in the household you know mom dad you know instilling the right things but um what would you tell your kids you know because we talked about there's two sides to the, the you know the coin you could tell your kids because of this, you know, hate all white people. Right. Or hate all black people. So, you know, it's important that a lot of people are, you know, I tell my kids, like, you know, my son specifically is 14, like, you can't believe everything you see and hear on the internet and read on, you know, see on TV or read, you know, a story. Um, so many people just go off that, you know. Right. And uh, I think it's important that, that we talk to them. Um, what would you tell? I mean, it's, I guess it's a little more prevalent for you. What do like, I? What do I tell my kids you know, when, they, you, when what, they get of age? Yeah, I mean, what would you tell your kids? At, you know, if they were at that age, fourteen, fifteen, where they can start leaving their impression on others. You know what I mean? In a society that's yeah, kind of backwards right now. I think. Know? I think my most important thing is to listen to what they have to ask me. Mm -hmm. It's not like I have to tell them anything. Like they gonna see for themselves, and then I just carry myself how I carry myself. And they'll, they'll see my example. There's nothing that I tell them until they start asking me questions and I have to start answering them. So maybe the first question is, what does it mean to be black? You know, what does it mean that I'm black? Or what, is it, what does it mean that I'm white? Or who a white person? Like, what is a white person? What makes a person white? Whatever the question may be. I could just say, you know, people are classified by the color of their skin. And that's how I talk to my, my, my children. Like, I... Just talk to them like they're adults, basically. Mm -hmm. So I'd say this is what's the structure that's been created, that people are classified by the color of their skin. And it doesn't really... Honestly, there's only one race that's a human race. That's a fact. But society has developed a structure and a classification of people based on race. And that's it. So, you know, whatever the next question is, I'll answer it to the best of my ability from my perspective. And what, what more can you do? You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you gotta focus on doing the right thing, you know, and treating people the right how you want to be treated. You know, the golden rule is is a great rule to live by. So that I try to live by it as best I can. My turn. Well, yeah. Um, take your phone, by the way. Um, yeah. So you know, you've seen the riots that have happened, but there's also protests going on. Right. Mm -hmm. 
But, of course, the riots get all the headlines. Right. People get run over. and But, you know, even in Mississippi, we're having so many peaceful protests everywhere. You know, a lot, so many cities. Um, matter of fact, when I left out here a week ago, they were having a huge, you know, I, I guess call it a protest. You know, mm-hmm. in, in downtown Baton Rouge, no incidents. Nothing right. happened. Um, you know, Baton Rouge and Jackson both have a lot of history of violence within the city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, all while this is going on, you have places like Chicago that, you know, I don't know if you saw what happened up in Chicago recently with, you know, mm-hmm. all the murders they've had in the past, you know, week or so. But um, some people are using this like like anarchist uh, almost, you know. I mean, you've heard stuff about like Antifa organizations and... I don't, I don't really know. I can't I really speak on Antifa because I don't really know too just, much about it. I, I mean, I don't either, but I'm, I've seen a large part of these riots where they're there. You know what I mean? In a lot of the big cities, they're not coming to you know Mississippi. Um, uh, who knows? <laughs> I mean, maybe, but it, it's almost it's almost like um, the people that just want to cause anarchy. You know what I mean? They just and it's a lot of young people. And it's a lot of and and it's not it's, it ain't it's just whites, black people either. Blacks, it's you know it's it's like a group of people that are. They go to these protests and rallies, almost right. just to a rally that's supposed to be like anarchy. peaceful, and yeah, right. they go they go there to mess it up and go there just a while out. Now some people, yeah, and then you know, that, what, and then what that I becomes the headline though. At is, the end of the day, it's what started the riot anyway, the the so called riot if you want to call it that. It just depends on you know what something is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is so um, is it my move? Is it my move? Yeah, it's yours. Okay. Yeah, so like people just use that as an opportunity though to do whatever they want to do. But that distra- they they also are distracting people from what caused all this. Like if you get to the root of a problem, you don't start with what the symptoms, you know what I'm saying? It's a cause and effect. What caused this to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you could just watch the video and that's what it all started, but that is only just the straw that broke this camel's back. Like there have been many camels with broken backs that have come before, <laughs> and so many different things that happen, and people just get upset. And it's not only that that they're dealing with police brutality; they're dealing with discrimination in housing. They're dealing with stress from not having, you know, financial situations. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with all kind of other things. And then it kind of exploded. Yeah, that's Maybe basically what people, it is. It's people, only a matter of time before it's people can be oppressed or, you know, disenfranchised before the, they you react don't think to the it. the quarantine has had something to do with this, though? Like, everyone's been essentially yes. shut away from yeah, one another. You know so. what I mean? Like, we hadn't seen, we haven't been in large groups for months. And now all of a sudden we come together and there's all this, like, bent-up rage, oh, yeah, you know? Sure, you know, it, sure. was like, it was like the George Floyd death. It was like, <clears> that was just the thing that... That was people's excuse. Think about this. How you, don't, you don't you hear look nothing at, about you look at the stats. You look COVID at, stats now that right. The COVID stats have kind of took the back seat. Right. But you look at for the news. You yeah. look at the news about or uh, just thinking about how COVID has affected the black community. Mm-hmm. That's because of you know in dis, in disparate healthcare issues. The people ain't getting you know they don't have the proper access to health. Everybody already knew that. But nobody had anything to say about it, you know, until until a global pandemic takes place and Dr. Fauci 
you know, one of the, the doctor who was making all the speeches about COVID and keeping everybody updated, you know, just kept it real and said, oh, yes, black people are being affected and they're more, they're more black patients. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and if you look at the numbers, you see it. And, you but know, it's all, a health thing, though. Right. right. Re- so that's a reflection look, of we got to get, we got to, we got to. F- think more about our health and how we build our immune systems. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, shouldn't that be the issue? Look, like this happened and the result is we're, as a, as a society, we're not healthy people overall. You know what I mean? And the system, right. and the system stinks because so many people, specifically lower income people, mom and pop shops have been affected. But then... Right. The pro so I feel like some of the even the protester way of kind of like everybody yeah they venting about that Everybody's too like, of come course. on like you know and go going back to the uh, speaking about defunding the police yeah you mentioned that the, yeah now they there's a uh, a hospital well there were a couple emergency rooms in North Baton Rouge where the majority of the, uh, citizens are African Americans or black or whatever you want to identify yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use African-American, though. So there were two emergency rooms that were there, and over the last 20 years, they aren't there anymore. So if if a person, if something happens to you in North Baton Rouge, you get injured. The emergency room closest to you is about 20 miles away, which totally decreases (laughs) the chances of your survival. Mm -hmm. Now, where those emergency rooms are located the demographic is different. So it's like blatantly obvious and in your face that this is the case. But there aren't people, people who are complaining about defunding the police aren't, haven't been having those complaints about where the emergency rooms are. Back to education. Mm-hmm. No one raises hell when the, the education is defunded. We, we, we cut in the budget. We cut in the budget. Every year they cut in the budget. Now, thankful that in the last couple of years people have the teachers have come together and started to push and a couple of raises have been given you it's know really so nice I, i'll they, shout that out it's really nice they were still able to pay teachers you know throughout this whole shutdown right because we already don't make a whole lot and that would have you know um you're, you're a household with two teachers, you know right. what I mean? So exactly. if, if that doesn't happen, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's important to me, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but, and I'm not saying that to say, like, to defund the police, because I do think good police who are doing it the right way should be paid more as well. They, but that, because that adds stress to them. And now they, so you think they got issues. incentives for police and they should get paid more? Who should get paid more? That's, police that's officers? A, that's a slippery slope. Who should, who should get paid more? Well, well police that's officers. That's a slippery slope. Police officers, you got like, you know, guys yeah. just on the force, I'm sergeants, sure. lieutenants, I'm sure historically, right? chiefs. I'm sure historically, oh yeah, as you climb up the ladder of hierarchy, you should get paid more, obviously. But I'm sure that there have been incentives uh, in, in the past for police that was like under the table, unwritten things, you know. We know police don't make great salaries. No, they don't. Neither do teachers. Not great. Isn't that crazy, <laughs> though? The two professions that it's, are it's there. It's kind of not crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the two professions that are of the utmost, like, right, essential to the communities. Right. And the kids. And yet, 
they should be dumping billions of dollars into education. They should make it more difficult. Like, you know, the, the police officers, like, I know where I'm from, Jackson, like, they need police officers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They if look you go in the big cities, they need police officers. This happened in uh, Minneapolis, right? The, yes, the Floyd, George Floyd. Large city. They're probably... They probably need more police officers, I would imagine. Most most do. More good ones. It's it's okay. <laughs> Everybody yeah. needs so, more good ones. Right, that's so what, that's where I'm at with it. Like, there's so many good police officers, but the ones that aren't, maybe it's just like Reed, you and I know there's there's a lot of teachers that don't need to be teaching. You know what I mean? Right. So Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and but we're not changing nothing about it. Exactly. There's not exactly. there's nothing being done. They're not raising the standards for teachers. In terms of, like, becoming a teacher is right. what I mean. Yeah, for or sure. Or becoming a police officer. I feel like they, those, they need to have more incentive. That's hey, a great point. You know what? That's We're gonna, a great point. You're going to be paid more, but also it's more difficult. We're going to train you better. I don't. I loved Mississippi Valley and the teaching department there, but they were underfunded in terms oh, of in everything. preparing me to be a teacher. You know what I mean? Right. I got in the classroom first year, and it was, it was very overwhelming. You know, that, um, so we, we do need to put more money into education, but also police, you know, police I as think, well. I think. I mean, what's more important? If you had to choose one right now, if you had to say education or police officer. Man. Education? Because we're teachers. Even if, if I was a police officer, I would say education. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's going to hurt your kid more? You know what I'm saying? Then, then, then them being miseducated or not informed. Right. And it all, it really starts with at the house, honestly. I think a lot of parents who don't have, maybe don't have the education that they that they could have had, you know, because it wasn't funded properly for them, passing down the same thing and expecting teachers to do the job for them, and that just that's just not gonna happen if those teachers aren't properly resourced. Now, if the teachers are resourced properly, then it takes less pressure off the parents at home who who don't really know how to teach. Everybody's not a teacher. I'm, you know, I'm still learning, man. Exactly. I'm still learning exactly. every year, but, um, well, that's the thing is that if we put more money into the system, let's, we need to have more classrooms, less kids in classrooms. You know what I mean? We need right. to have um, um, more extracurricular activities where these kids can specialize early. You know, and mm-hmm. um, definitely. But it's you know. You think about since school shut down when Louisiana they, they we, we March, never March we never 13th. went back for, for spring break after spring break we never went back we hadn't even had spring break yet so you know like um, child abuse is up domestic violence yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. and um, you think about how many kids need that school you know right what I mean? right they need it right and it's so not even that good right well I feel like it's telling you I feel like it's good crucial we're gonna. When we do our job, we want to make it as for the kids. Yes. Everything I do, the kids I first. promise it's got to be like what's most essential to them. Like what do they need to 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 be you successful, know, successful, you know, and happy. Like and have right. peace of mind. Like man, some kids you 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 knew the kid when you was in school who mm-hmm. was struggling with identity, struggling with socially. It all kind of struggles that we that we all had. I wasn't immune to it at all. But it's like I had things in place for me that I could overcome. That I had support systems. I I don't even know anymore. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I had a support system that, that provided things for me that I needed. Thank God for that. Other people, not so lucky. Yeah, I mean, think think about the past three months. The how past many, three months. Like, um... How many parents out of work? How kids, many kids, that, out of kids are, like, socially... Kids that socially don't... They don't know anything. Right. Like, they don't have friends when they go home. <laughs> they don't talk to nobody. Yep. Mom and dad might be working. Like, school is maybe their only outlet, in a sense. Right. You know, to get away. And to... to, to and connecting all that to... Just going back to the guy in North Dakota. The guy in North Dakota who saw us, who had never interacted with. Who had never any, seen. See a black man and a white man a together. black man and a white man. From the South. And sure. didn't think that we, like people of opposite races spoke. Right. This is the honest of God truth. Yeah. This guy did not <laughs> think black people and white people were friends, spoke. And this is in 07. And that we hated each other. This is in 07. 06. Mm-hmm. So, call it what it is, that that would be his ignorance. Yeah, for sure. As, he was the nicest guy in the world, but so ignorant. So, right. do you think even situations <laughs> that are nice going on, do you think situations that are going on right now in our country, worldwide, he's not affected, is he? Does he even have a voice? There's, there's no way. Does it matter I mean, to yeah. him? Does it matter Who to knows? Him? Who knows? I mean, who knows? I don't think it does. I don't. I don't think. I don't it's, think what's going on. Right, if he right. sees it on the news, he's it, flipping channels or whatever. It doesn't affect him directly at all, honestly. And there's so many other people like that who, and that's why so many people lack empathy, because mm-hmm. it's hard to understand a person's plight when you've never been in their shoes. We talked about empathy last time. We that's, talked about it. Empathy, man, is a is a very. It's like your soul. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can feel a connection with another person, or you can feel another person's pain. And understand it. And even to make an attempt to do so. Like everybody don't. You might not be able to connect to everybody. You know. You might not know how. But that doesn't mean you can't like try. Try man. Just try. just be like. You know what. Maybe this person is reacting this way. Because they are hurt by something else. Uh huh. Just maybe. Alright. So. uh, And that, that, that brings me to. To my guy, Mr. Uh, Mr. Drew Brees, man, we can't we can't Can leave, I be honest with you? we can't leave him out of there. Can I be honest with you? You know I've um, I don't even know what he said. You don't know what he said. I don't know what he said. <laughs> I, I don't know what he said. Nor have I heard the apology. Like I listen to talk radio, mm-hmm. like ESPN, Fox, yeah. whatever. Like I heard yeah, you heard people morning. talking about it. I heard people talking about it, but I've never actually watched the video uh, because, like, I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, by what Drew Brees got to I say, don't care. Right? He's an athlete. He's he's a famous athlete. He's a rich athlete. He's some considered to be, and I consider him like, and this is not shot on Drew Brees, I'm saying some professional athletes are people like false idols, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they worship Drew Brees, you know? Right. And like when he's, I guess, you tell me what he said. I don't know what he so said. So basically, some about a, some about the flag, right? Yeah. But I, I haven't heard the video. Me honestly. paraphrasing it is. Uh-huh. I will never disres- I will never accept or be cool with basically someone disrespecting the flag. When he was asked about kneeling, you know, we'll, we, okay. other, the, the guy who was interviewing him asked him about players probably wanting to kneel because of what's going on with mm-hmm. the George Floyd situation, and him saying, "I can't get down with that." Did you know? I didn't. Okay. So, 
<laughs> nah, so, you know, people were very upset with Drew Brees. And the context of it about well, bad why, why, But people started out saying, like, he was racist. I, I, I did hear, the only video I heard was Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Did he, Shannon say he was racist? No, no, no. But it, it kind of implies that. Like, he would, yeah. Shannon Sharp started talking about, did you know that, you know, you know, in World War Two, like you were talking about your grandfather. Right, because Drew Brees said that when he sees the flag, let me add that to the okay. part of the interview. Okay. He said when he sees the flag, he's like reminded of, he envisions his grandfathers fighting in World War Two, mm-hmm. And, you know, they died for that. I mean, they didn't die, but they fought for that. And all the other people who made sacrifices, you know. And then he even mentioned the Civil Rights Movement and saying that that, you know, people who stood up in that situation... So he did try to clean that up. The hot take, uh, <laughs> the hot take, um, was about disrespecting the flag. But okay. if you watch the whole video, he did mention the civil rights movement, and that did kind of change the context. That doesn't like, but some, but people oh, were, make like, it okay. But it's they just, were going he, at he him saying Shannon Sharp on the undisputed with Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. He he was saying that, well, yeah, that's true. But referring to World War Two, like. Black people that fought in World War Two, after it was over, they came back. They were still slaves. No bueno. Right? Like, Not still slaves. They weren't. Well, they weren't free. Slave. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Right. You know. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. They weren't as free. Like yeah, they we didn't were, come back to the freedoms that they went and fought for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They are the liberties. Be, hey, we're going to war together. Yeah. You know. Or the justice for all. None of that was right. granted to them by that. Right. So, and so, I think that's what Shannon Sharp was saying. But also um, in the national anthem, you got. Uh, the the three verses about um, like they, the third verse has like mentioned mm-hmm. about slavery or whatever, so like saying that it's okay, so like that's you know mm-hmm. just thinking about, about yeah Colin Kaepernick got all this going, so right. you know Drew Brees was just he said it the first time he was like I ain't really cool with it, whatever. but then but then he was almost like forced into an apology, right? Because of the backlash? Well, no. I'm not going to say You never have to do anything. But he but did. He, he apologized because of it, though, for sure. He was like, I'm There's sorry. There's no I doubt about people. it. Yeah, like, oops. But he's still... My bad, but, y'all. But he, I ain't know. My bad. Y'all came at me hard. Ooh, they, they told, ooh, they told right. him up. They told but, him up. But as soon as he starts throwing passes again, they're going to be like, Drew, breathe. I mean, seriously. Some people. If people are serious. Most people are, though. I'm saying. You're right. That's I what believe I'm saying. Because it's, people Saints fans. That's the whole thing, but bro. Drew like, Brees you see, is, I got my cup. But Drew Brees is the minority on his own football team. Definitely. Right? <laughs> he is. I mean, he's a minority in the football league. And and was in probably, where did he go to college? Purdue. He probably wasn't a minority over there. Probably, probably not. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't watch news like that. I got to be honest. I don't pay attention to you. it. I don't, I feel you. I don't fuel I don't add fuel to the fire I don't it doesn't affect me and I know that sounds selfish right but I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna get heated over something that somebody says I don't know yeah yeah you know what I'm saying like if you said something that I disagreed with uh I don't know if I had too many disagreements but like uh it you know that that would be different because mm-hmm. I know you personally right you know and it would affect me more on it dang we've been friends for you know, if he said something low-key, I don't know. Yeah, just... like, I look at it like this. Like, a lot of people had a lot of opinions and things to say about Drew Brees. 
I ain't really have much to say. I put up the shut up and play ball thing because that's what they tell black athletes when they start talking about politics mm-hmm. all the time. So, like, I troll about that all because, come on now, it's, it, it's right there again obvious for you to see that we are treated differently under certain circumstances and viewed differently by the media under certain, certain circumstances mm-hmm. as well. But if I was Michael Thomas or if I was Malcolm Jenkins, your teammate, you know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm coming straight to you. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, where you at, man? Yeah, I, need I see to a lot of that. I'm not going on, on social media. I'm not going on. I mean, you got my phone number. You Just know, call me. We could talk about it. I don't have to make it public. Yeah. Now, it, Drew made a public statement, but it doesn't matter for me as a, your teammate. I'm putting all that aside and putting the team first. But but That's he didn't. But I'm saying he did not have one single thought when he was talking. That what I'm saying is going to divide, is is make this about race. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But I don't think he did. You really think that? We don't know him personally. No, I don't know him either. But oh, yeah. right. he's, I, I don't believe genuinely that if he said, you know, whatever he said, that what he was saying was trying to be disrespectful or degrading or whatever. It's just, it seems kind of odd that that's what, what they have pushed on people. This, this is the They're deal. creating a divide, right? I mean, that's what media is doing. To, I, I for agree the most with that, part. for sure. Divide and conquer is a strategy that works very well and it has been working for centuries. But Drew Brees, I thought he would, like, it's two things. He has a PR deal, right? He has to have proper public race relations and image. Mm-hmm. So... He's got to come out. There are supporters of Drew Brees who support Colin Kaepernick, and Mm -hmm. there are supporters of Drew Brees who hate Colin Kaepernick. That is a divide right there. So he, when he spoke on that, he spoke on the side of those who support Colin, who who hate Colin Kaepernick, and that is kind of a slap in the face. I don't hate Colin Kaepernick, but I also like. um, I know, like. In regards to education with the flag. You got a mm-hmm. flag in your classroom? Yep. Most schools do. I right. imagine. Do y'all say Pledge of, Pledge of Allegiance? You already know. Every morning. Right? Every morning. Okay, so I stand up, hand over my heart, I say the Pledge of Allegiance, right? Mm-hmm. So there's kids, and I tell myself, like, just, you know, stand up. There's a lot of kids who don't. Right. Who literally could care less. They're not going to stand <laughs> up. They're not going to put the hand over the heart. Uh, and I have to tell some kids like, hey, just be respectful of others. You know what I mean? That want to, that want to stand and salute the flag, so to speak. But um, does that make them, you know? Let me get you. It, it's hard. It's hard to mandate that. Do you have issues with that? Somebody like, got to go. Oh, that's your piece. Yeah, you, you all up in my spot, man. Oh, look, what Dude, you doing? I'm saying, is there a way to mandate that? Because if you say you, if you're a teacher and you go stand up, you know? Yeah. This is, you know, oh. <laughs> but you could you could easily make it up because the majority of my students are black. So I'm not gonna be like, stand up, you know, this is the flag. I don't say that. I just go, I'd be like, y'all know what teenagers in other countries are doing right now. Like y- y'all live in the best country. Like right, you, get, you that, got the choice. That's this is my way of saying you got the choice. You know, um, you know. But then you get into I pledge allegiance to the flag. I guess that in my way that's. That's that's me saying like I'm not gonna do anything to divide divide like the country people in the country mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying does that make sense right so that's what I, and I tell them I was like that's what it means to me yeah but um, pledge of allegiance is different than the Star Spangled Banner it is you know what I mean they're they're different they have you know if you look at the meaning of 
Um, I think the Pledge of Allegiance, I think it's more representative of what I guess America should be. Does that I, make sense? I agree. I, agree. I, you know I feel saying? you on that because it it's, says... It's a simpler form of it, you know? One nation... I mean, some people... One nation under God. One nation under God. Now, that throws some people off right there. First sentence. But... But it should be one nation under whatever, you know? Yeah. I I, I believe in God. Yeah, I do too. You know? So, I'm, I'm cool God, with it. Whoever's God. But a lot... Whatever but God... But First Amendment is what? Freedom some, of religion. So, you right. can't be mad at people who feel like that's not... Who they aren't going to stand for it. Exactly. You just have to say, these are the reasons that I do it. Just be respectful. I when, stand for this. Right. You sit for that, mm-hmm. or you don't stand for this part. But you want, but we still want liberty and justice for all. Right. We still want to be indivisible, not divided. Right. That's, that makes sense. Like they, but it's kid, nothing disrespectful but, about that. But kids don't hear that though. You know what I mean? They it's, don't do nothing but look at the flag. They don't even think about the words. Mm-hmm. They don't really look break down every word and every line. To be honest, I didn't either when I was in high school. I wasn't thinking about it. I was you just, weren't. I See you. That. You know what I mean. You know what that's called, right? Uh-uh. It's a privilege, because you didn't have to think about it and view, like view those words. Man, you know what? I don't. I don't really see liberty and justice fall. I don't really see that. Mm. And and not only do I not see it, I see it against people who look like me. Mm-hmm. So I'm automatically thinking about like. I'm standing up and doing the pledge though, all through school. Okay, you yeah. know, I stand, I stood up and did it, and I was a very, when I was younger, I was like extremely patriotic. I wasn't really paying attention, but once I did start paying attention, I was like, mm. "Did y'all have them plays when y'all was like elementary?" Which plays? I was George Washington. Oh, like see what I'm you know, you do the plays when you're coming up. They teach you about America and patriotism. Look, and, man, I used to sing. You know? I sung a solo in my class of the Christopher Columbus 1492 song. The, and the, he the history worst. of America is so like in, <laughs> ingrained in the schools, you know. In, in yeah, it, it, so that's another part of the education process, man. Fund the schools right so people can know the truth. You ain't gotta just, you know, yeah. you gotta tell them the truth. Don't mm-hmm. t- and tell the whole story. Like a lot of stuff was left out that I taught. I had to go teach myself because mm-hmm. it helped me to identify, you know, what I'm capable of and what my lineage comes from. Like so many people. Black people in America, man, have no kind of way to trace their history. Like people do ancestry DNA, that's cool, but you know how we don't. How do we really know how accurate that is? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different ways you could look at it. Well, that's why we got to go back to getting our teachers, our new teachers coming up, like prepared. Prepared. You know what I mean? Yes. Get these. Let's really put some money into the teachers that are in college now. I knew I wanted to be a teacher, honestly. When I was a freshman in college, I knew it. I was like, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be a coach. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what's up. I wish so I would have known. I knew, I knew when I was in there. I was like, I, I, I want to be a coach and teacher. You know what I mean? But um, we got to get the the ones coming up right now ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We got to get them ready. Um, for sure. Because they didn't really prepare us for some of the things that we have to deal with. You know what I mean? Right. You don't. No. You I, don't talk about re- interaction. You know, racially, with how are you going to handle, you know, telling a black student this as compared <laughs> to a white student? They don't teach you that. No, they don't. You know, um, not in the school, right? It's uh, and, and and it's just it's crazy how that works out. But yeah, um, so how 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 do you expect a white person to really learn how to do this the right way and how to connect with their students if they have never interact? If that guy from North Dakota came down here and taught 
at uh, Howell Park Elementary, where I, the school that I went to, mm-hmm. how would he know how to talk to them kids? It would be like dropping. It would be the same as dropping you off in Mexico and saying, "Teach an English class." <laughs> you know what I mean? And don't speak a lick of Spanish. Right. Or maybe just, you know, a little bit. Yeah. I sure about that. But that's um, right. So people, people who don't connect with one another, mm-hmm. are not going to be able to have success. You know, it's just it's difficult. It's, it's not like that. It can't happen, mm-hmm. but it is very difficult for people to be able to do that. So, uh, you know, we at about fifty-two minutes right now. All right. So we're getting close to where we're gonna start taking some of these questions. Um, yeah, we uh, let's see. Coach Sweeney says hello. Coach oh, Sweeney. A lot of people are kind of jumping on and off. Uh, yeah. Coach Shelton. Well, whatever. If they got any good ones in there, yeah. we could we could we could answer them. Um. Yeah, if uh, mm mm let's see. All right, now I'm gonna make this move. <laughs> what you got going on over here? Okay, bishop. You just I'm moved. about to take one of your. You just I'm moved. about to take the either the bishop. You just or the, moved that. Yeah, somebody about to die. Okay. Um. While I'm after I make this move. We're gonna wait for people to start. Um, y'all feel free to ask some questions, you know, uh, about mm-hmm. whatever. But what's gonna be different when we start schools back in August with all this racial stuff that's been going on? Is there gonna be? It's. It almost feels like we got to get ready for something as teachers. You yeah, know we I mean? no doubt. Like we gotta be ready to. Our students are gonna test us. Somebody man. come in. Like, they won't wanna know. Somebody come in like this is for George Floyd, you know, boom or something. <laughs> you know? Kids crazy like that though. Man, man, ain't nobody doing that. I'm just saying. Well, maybe somewhere, but not in my class. <laughs> no, not, not in my class neither. I'm just. Yeah, it's gonna be all good. Bro. I don't know. I'm just saying. Do you think there's gonna be? At the end of the day, whatever the students we want, if those questions come up, we just gotta answer them. You know, in a respectful way, with, with empathy of. If, a, if, if I have a, a black student that come to me and ask me, you know, what are my thoughts, mm-hmm. then I got to do my best to help them understand, you know, what's going on. And the same thing for my white students. I can't really, I'm not going to treat them any different, you know, honestly. I'm going to just be there for both of them because that's my job and that's what I want to do. I want to help young people. It doesn't really matter what color their skin is. But, you know, just at the end of the day, man, I have to lead by example for my students and they have to see me come to work, work hard, be persistent, be uh, con- consistent and do a good job mm-hmm. and do and give them my best every day. And I have to live with the results of what my best is. I can't be anyone else and I can't do any better than that. So I'm going to just leave it at that and let the chips fall where they may. I mean... There's a lot of people, some, some people are saying, you know, um, they didn't feel comfortable standing for the pledge in high school and, and whatnot. I don't think people should be made to feel like, mm-hmm. you know, ridiculed or whatever. You know right. what I mean? For not standing for it. But um, um, I've even got, you know, Spanish kids that, uh, you, have, you have a large Spanish population. Not really. Okay. We there have was a, a, we there have was a large, an increasing one. In the last couple of schools I worked at, we had a large population, right? One of the schools I worked at was even yes, previously right. raided last year with the with the ice raids. Remember that mm-hmm. one through Mississippi? The school got hit hard, man. For real? Like kids, kids' parents were taking, oh, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of young kids. Oh, but, man. Um, that's, see, that's messed up. But like, 
So I heard about that. Their, I think about their perception of America flag is going to be different than a white person's, black person's. But we used to have look. Uh, we had we had kids from Honduras, Puerto Rico. They were thankful. They they'll say the pledge in Spanish. You know what I mean? I seen that. They too. were just like, "Thank I you, Jesus, I'm here in this country," because a lot of these kids in Mexico they're escaping stuff that kids here can't even fathom. Mm-hmm. I've I've had stories. <laughs> I've had right. <laughs> we spoil. I've had I've had stories of um one of my one of my former players. She said her brother dropped her off at the border in um, El Paso. Mm-hmm. Dropped her off at the border. Told her good luck. So she gets picked up. They they, they one uh, of your students. Tell yes, you this? she was fourteen oh, when it happened. Okay, fourteen. She's about five three. Okay. Oh. Man. <laughs> Says good luck. <laughs> this no English. She gets picked up. They had they had That's a system. Funny. They had a system. They had a system. They knew. She got picked up in a and was put in an ice holding unit in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. From El Paso. So she all went. the way up here. But then it's a long way. What happens is, if you're under eighteen, and they could find family, mm-hmm. legal residents in the country, they will place you with that family. Right. And you have to enroll in a school. Yeah. They got to get them in school. And that is the loophole. Education, man. Like, if it wasn't for public education, immigrant Dang. kids couldn't come in this country and get an education, or at least live here. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it's Dang, like... that's wow. That, that kind of hit you. Yeah. You know, I'm tripping about that because I'm like, I ain't know about that. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can just come here as a as a, a, a juvenile, as a youth, and basically gain citizenship and access to public education. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing but, they get access to health care as well, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the Some thing. people have it's, a problem with that. It's kind of loop. Some it's people loop. think well, that there should be a wall. Okay. Then not to stop that from all right, happening. All right, let me let me to stop children from learning. I'm not, I'm not talking about the children part. I'm not talking about the children part. Okay, I'm for. I'm just that. thinking about that. You know, we were all immigrants at one point. My grandparents and whatnot. Okay, yeah, my people weren't immigrants, bro. They weren't. Yeah, exactly. They weren't. Yep. Anyway, what I'm saying <laughs> is that. Um, so. But we came from somewhere else, though. Is it my whether mind? whether. Uh, I'm still my mind. Whether whether it was our will or yeah. against our will, we got here. From Regardless, we, we but, weren't born here. Well, but once they get here, here, they get to go to school here. So, um, but if they turn, you know, once they get over eighteen, now there's reason to send you back. You if know? you if you do something wrong, if you're not working or whatever, right? If you're not working, or if you're not enrolled in school, but okay, you talk so about you got to go to people. College. I'm not saying. Go ahead, should, I'm sorry. If we're building a wall for protective purposes, okay, mm-hmm. because. We have a huge issue with drug trafficking coming from the Mexico border. Mm-hmm. Huge issue. Yeah, that would be my reason to build the wall. Let's let's stop the drug trade. Okay. Really? Look, come on, man. They're not gonna, that's, that's not gonna stop it. They will fly it in. It will. <laughs> it's help. a wall, bro. It will help. Okay. Either way, so I'm not Just against saying. I'm not against people coming to the country and learning and getting kids doing it the right way. But I know people personally that don't have to pay taxes. Wouldn't you like to not have to pay taxes, young man? I would. I would. I would love to not have to pay taxes. Right. So why do they get to well, actually, pay taxes? Why do actually, they get to- that's that's our part that we play. Now, I mean, I I feel you that they don't even. It's a benefit to some people who don't have to pay taxes. Right. But if you got money and other people hurting, bro, it's just like sharing. 
Right. Like if you that kid in the in, in in fourth grade that come to school and got a bag full of chips and it's four people at your table. You pull your bag of chips out, you ain't gonna get them like a big old, you know, like share your big old bag of chips. Now if you just got a little bit of chips. We're talking about taxes, right? Yeah. Okay. But I'm using I'm using an analogy here. Like if you if you if you just got a little bit, you ain't gonna really share that much. But if you got a whole bunch, why you can't share? You know what I'm saying? And I ain't speaking from a person who ain't who who got a whole bunch, but I feel like I gotta do my part to help if if education has if taxes have to come out of my check to pay for education, I'm with it. Cause it's educating my kids and other people's kids, and I ain't got to be worried about paying for nothing for them to come get out of jail or like them robbing me. If they get educated, they probably gonna be less likely to commit crimes. Mm-hmm. Smart people usually don't commit as many crimes as ones who aren't as educated. And people who are impoverished, educated, don't from, get educated. Yeah, but um, yeah. properly at least. at least they get an education through all of their experiences of their harsh life they have to live. Yeah, and some of them, you know. Noah, Noah Trujillo. All right, we can answer some questions. Um, yeah, it's time for the questions, man. Good uh, talk, though. Yeah, that was it. Um, uh, I don't. Yeah, I, ain't Sweeney, seen no I mean, if the ones that don't pay taxes, they may sometimes make two dollars an hour. You know, somebody said, "Well, the people that don't pay taxes, they don't make as much." Ooh, well, what is that? I mean, sorry. There's people that um, there's people that run their own businesses that work all on cash, you know. Everything's on cash. Nothing's documented. Mm-hmm. So, these same people that uh, we're talking about the, ta- <laughs> the tax question right now, the same people that don't pay taxes also don't have to pay car insurance. They don't have car insurance. Right. Right. They don't have no kind of like documentation, um, so they're not really right. A lot of the a lot of the families that. that I've known, there'll be three families in a three bedroom house, one family per house. Rent may be fifteen hundred. Guess what? They're paying five hundred. Five hundred for wanna, rent. Do you want to live like that though? I'm just saying, but it's so bad in their country that they getting a that better they come deal. Come to America, Mississippi of all places. So <laughs> I don't want to. That's why I don't ever want to like be the one who's like slamming the the country. What do you say, Chris? I'm sorry. She said that that's group economics and it works for it works for right. groups. And they're okay with they that. not they not the first group of people to do that. You know, they're there okay are other ethnicities right. that, that do the same thing. There's they, there, there's no right way to, to live. Like you don't honestly, have to live what's in wrong with it? one household, you know what I mean? You, don't. With, you can do whatever you want to. But we we kinda of been trained to be like you you get one family per house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how we raise. But they're almost being smarter about it. Exactly. I ain't tripping. I wouldn't be so tripping about living in a nice, in a bigger house with my brothers and the other family. Like that, that might be so. That might be a better deal. Coach, that's what I'm saying. So, coach, you could buy a bigger house and have your wing over here and your wing over there. We cook in the kitchen. We eat. You know, we save money on food. That's what Sweeney was saying. That they only make two dollars an hour, but but they're saving so much more money because you know yes. even. Right. Uh, so I ain't tripping on them. I think they they get they get free school. Free lunch, free breakfast, which is great, man. Give the kids everything. Give it to them. Give, it, kids. give them everything. Hey, kids. Why bro. Why are any kids in school paying for lunch? Why? 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 It don't even matter. Feed like, the kids. Hey, how Be about adults. this? That's what we supposed to do. How about this? Why are teachers paying for lunches at school? That's like, another good question. Can we not add like one-tenth of a penny tax to everyone else in the United States just so we could eat Man, lunch that'll free? save me so much money trying yeah, to get or let the kids eat free um, so sh- many teachers shout out to a former school I went to 
Um, uh, every kid ate free. Breakfast and I, lunch. I think a lot of kids are eating free nowadays in public schools. I, mm-hmm. I don't know who's paying too much. I think and I, know the it, I think EBR, the best. like everybody eats. I know free. the food's not the best, oh, but it's better than going home and having McDonald's or you know little Debbie's. Bro, that every food's night. so nasty now. You know I, I haven't I haven't eaten McDonald's in probably a couple the of years. Food, the food in East Baton Rouge Parish schools, bro. The food's bad in school. It used to be good when I was young. Um, no, I ain't gonna lie. Some days it'd be straight, but hey, you know who's I, Adam uh, Lubera? Adam Lubera, man. All right, you gotta you gotta check that out. Franklin Buffin, what's up? Uh, what? Is, that's my boy from Boise, man. He's Noah, money. Uh, we're talking. About, uh, Noah said uh, we're just answering some questions right now, guys. Let me let me get this going. Answer that thing from Noah. Real Shout quick. out okay. to Adam, man. Is it I my met, move? Is it my move? Your move? It's yours, man. You you've been scared to move because okay. I'm about to take something from you. Answer me. something to Noah real quick. <laughs> And All just right. Something to know it, and then there's the next two questions right here, right there. Look. Right there. Okay. Subjects that we teach, and say, is the same season doomed? All right. So I teach. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and answer the question. You're from Louisiana. Man. You know there's a. There's, <laughs> I'm not a. You know there's more Saints fans in Mississippi. Listen to this right here. There's probably more loyal Saints fans in Mississippi that were cheering for the Saints when we had like Bobby A. Bear. As the quarterback, <laughs> yeah, than the Louisiana people. I'm serious. Mississippi yeah, got go some ahead. old school loyal. Mississippi has some loyal, and the Saints bandwagon has grown astronomically. Yeah, and that's I mean, another that's thing okay. that I troll, you know, regularly. But I, I am a part of the Raider Nation, and I really wow. am not interested in you know the Saints. We we play the Saints this year in Vegas, so I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the season is doomed at least through week two. What happens after that, I really don't care, right. um, honestly. Well, I'm going I'm to be watching, though, because, you know, I, I don't really hate the Saints, to be honest. I'm making it public now, you know. <laughs> I really don't. The bandwagon kind of made it annoying a little bit, but I did always cheer for the Saints back in the day, and a lot of people who cheering for them now didn't back then. And now they, they like getting all the credit, like being a winning fan, and my team suck. So <laughs> I'm hating a little bit on the slick. I but I teach uh, Quest for Success. Well, so basically, yeah. don't, you don't think the Saints season is doomed? Doomed? I mean, what are we? Dude, what is, these is guys the are Saints making millions doomed? of no, dollars. No, the Saints season is not doomed. <sighs> they already said it's all good. You know how much Michael Thomas should post a picture of them hugging and stuff. Okay, all right. He's so gonna lead the league in receptions again, probably. All right, seven um, yards apiece. Subjects y'all teach, uh, Sweeney. I teach PE. Yeah, he teaches soccer. Yeah. So. I majored in health and PE. I love Coach V. I'm, I make kids do push-ups. I wish we had PE every day. Y'all don't have it. We're on a block oh, schedule. Y'all go back and forth. So, but well, I got 17, 18 year old kids that gotta have PE credits. Mm-hmm. Or freshmen. Hold on, say what? You got seniors that need PE credits. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Seniors that need <laughs> physical education credits. Yeah. And right. the rules are very simple. I'm just trying to. Promote moderate daily exercise, but we only have PE every other day. All right. So I teach PE. All right. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I've been waiting on you to move so I can take your piece. Okay. Let me take this guy. All right. Let me get this bishop though. That's all I wanted. Okay. It's all good. All right. You got to talk about your subjects you teach after you move. All right. Johnson said, wow, but All right. Uh, I, so in the past, I taught, so I majored in political science. I taught civics and I taught uh, African-American studies. 
at, at McKinley High School. And also as a member of this program called Humanities Amp, which was so dope. I learned so many different strategies about being a good teacher in that program, and I'm still a part of it. Shout out to Humanities Amp. Uh, but now I teach a class called Quest for Success at St. Amore High School. And uh, this year I will be teaching African-American studies there as well. So, uh, and I coach football and track, and I also coach baseball on the side at uh, with the Traction Sports Complex, the Canes 12U. So, yeah. <clears throat> doing, but but doing you're teaching that. stuff that is... Practical. You're teaching something, Reed, that can go everlasting after they leave mm-hmm. your classroom, right? Right. So, PE doesn't have those standards that yours does, Mm-mm. but... Listen, we do push-ups, sit-ups, calisthenics, you know, leg kicks, things like that. Right. Stretching. And I usually give them a choice. That usually takes about 10 minutes. Basic. Some kids aren't dressed out. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin my day and your day because there's no law in the handbook that says they have to dress out. Can't force but some nobody. do. Some don't. I'm okay with that. But you're at least going to do... The exercise. You're going to do it in the best you My turn again? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, sure. It's, it's your no, turn. No, um, it's I, just, I got your call. Um, but yeah, like, we are talking about with COVID, the pandemic. They, they were saying, mm-hmm. your immune system's good. You're a lot better chance off to not get this and be affected from it. You know? Right. Um, P is P so undervalued in schools. You know? It, it needs to be more valued in terms of um, expectations. You know what I mean? I, th- I think, I think as, uh, listen, I think, <clears throat> talking about schools where we teach, I, I, I'm going to hit on a bit. I think, I think we've gotten soft at schools. I think we have. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I think that, I think that no schools should allow cell phones. They shouldn't have kids Ooh, the to allow phones. these cell phones, man. The why cell phones why are bad. kids allowed to have cell phones in school? And as a teacher, I tell my kids, um, Remember the experiment I told you I did? Uh-uh. The notification experiment. I put the phones up on the board uh-huh. during a 40-minute session, and I told them to all turn the notifications on. And we was, and I had one student who was marking every time a notification. So I had 30 <laughs> phones set up, right? 30 uh-huh. phones. We turned on all social media stuff, texts, emails, phone calls, and you know we didn't turn the volumes up. Mm-hmm. But so I had no idea what was going on. I, I didn't want to know. The girl was putting the check marks, the tallies, the tallies, right? Right, every time. Every time went off. And, and my class is early in the morning. I'm lecturing. We're talking about why does a 15 year old need a phone from 8:30 to 10? <laughs> what is so important in your life that you need a phone? Anyway, I'm getting off. But regardless, there was over 100 notifications combined. Over 100. And so, how long y'all blocks? Hour and a half. But you know, the 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 lecture that day was like 45 minutes of talking. Mm-hmm. So group discussion I get more out of it and I and that, that's pretty much my example of even if you look down at your phone for three seconds and you for a minute and you for two minutes you, you're not hearing me right like, why are you here this yeah. why are you and the worst part <laughs> I have parents texting their kids in school oh why are you texting your kids on blast, in school Trey. man put them on what blast. are we doing <laughs> I would never text my son in school like my son brings his phone to school I'm like he knows when when a, when he walks in the first classroom, it, it puts in the back room as the book bag. Uh-huh. He don't get on it and stuff. Mm, we need to get phones. We need to get phones out of the school. <laughs> what do you think? You think you think Josh don't get on the phone? 
I know he doesn't. <laughs> no, nah, this this the deal though. The phone thing, bro, is hard to deal with. But you just gotta put it away for certain. You know, even the as kids adults, are man, so attached to it, and me on. too. We can't yeah. be on it during lectures and stuff. Right? No, not during lectures or anytime. But the thing about it is, bro, these kids have been born and raised with phones in their hand. Like they don't know anything else, so it's like a it's like attached to them. So I just kind of build in time in my classroom for them to just put that, pull their phone out. Like, take a break. Two my, minutes. My class They, they is, get it out. Boom. My, go my back. My class is first period. Be done. My, inside the classroom, first period. Yeah. When I teach, so, um, like, health education, things like that. You know, we talk a lot about addiction. You know, just real stuff. Not definitions on, you know, um, the definitions of cocaine and all that. We talk about real stuff. Addiction, you know, how it affects everybody. Um, so, like, be respectful. I'm trying to give you knowledge of what I know, what I've learned. Be respectful. Put the phone away. Because we technically, as teachers, have rights That's to it. take the phone. That's it. You're right. But I'm not and sometimes to, I, you have to take the yeah, phone. But I'm not like, hey, man, let me get that. I'm not going to get into an argument, you know, and have to write a kid up because he won't give me my phone. He won't give me his phone. Man, if they have to, if they're going to have to follow my rules. If mm-hmm. it's not phone time and, I, and the phone is out, the phone is mine, straight up. That's just, and if they can't respect that, then they got to get out and go deal with, you know, the authorities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just what it is, man, because I got to maintain order in my class. Like, it's just, I have to maintain control. I have to be a person who, you know, is serious and stern, but also, you know, like, I get it. Like, I know, I know what you're going through. So I try my best to gain their respect so I can be respected. Right. That's just that's just my strategy behind that. But you know, teaching African American studies and civics, like you got to talk about real situations and real things that happen in real life that uh, have changed the course of history and built you know the things that built our country, the laws, you know, the timeline of you know how voting has been. You know, uh, Let me ask put you in. Oh, but you gotta vote? talk about race, though. If you if you teach in any kind of American history class or anything that has to do with American history, it has to race gotta come up. You can't ignore it. It, it ha- it's a part of it's a part of our culture so deeply ingrained mm-hmm. that to avoid those questions really does a disservice to the, the learner. You know what I'm saying? So I just always think it's very important to discuss everything that was going on and don't try to sugarcoat it anything or any, none of that just tell them what it was let them do what they want to do with the information mm-hmm. all you can do is lead the horse to water you don't have to tell them how they should think or how they should view it they're going to view it based on their perspective or how they view anything else anyway mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that's just that's just my my take on that because it's 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 just, it, un, I don't know why people avoid it so much. Like, people get uncomfortable. I do get that. And that's, uh, but you got to just get uncomfortable to move forward. That's just mm. part of life. Mm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So many young kids are afraid to get out of this, that comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. You know, I was, the, I, I can't say that I was any different. You know? Video games and stuff? What, playing video games? Yeah, that was your, that was your comfort yeah, it was. Dude, our games were so. <laughs> our video games on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, were so simple and basic that you're essentially doing the same thing yeah. over and over. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't something that 
now everything's a story. You know what I mean? It's it's um, it's just all about the the interaction of it. Um, right. Anyway. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Go, go see if we got any other questions. But I'm, I'm gonna go back to the Saints and think about you know what what that uh no nah, not yet okay. what that situation did to the locker room. You know just how how people is Drew Brees gonna win the locker room back? Um, That's the question. People don't know how hard it is as a minority in a <coughs> in a locker room. Like um, school yeah. I coached at this past year had like two white kids on the whole on the whole team of seventy kids. You know what I mean? So you're entering into a black culture, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Any <clears throat> if you play college football, basketball, majority of the schools <clears throat> are going to be predominantly black athletes. Right? Majority of them, yep. So. <clears throat> This, these are a lot of people who are <clears throat> given free education, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, and then, you know, you hear a lot of backlash about these now these players are getting paid, you know what I mean? What, the college players? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of backlash. Man, that, for, why not? I, I, yeah, <clears throat> why we've not? been on one. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> see, about, that's another thing. That's another example of us empathizing and understanding what it's like to be a college athlete and knowing that they deserve to be paid. Mm-hmm. Now, have right. we, you know, people who have not been in that situation and think that college athletes shouldn't be paid and don't understand what they're going through and how financial, you know, assistance would help them. Mm-hmm. You know, you just you just blind to the actual reality of it, and I don't think that that is a uh, that's fair to not see or try to see what the other person is going through and and figure out if they need help how can they be helped um yeah i mean with with drew Brees, he'll he'll win back to locker room right surely i mean he's the one that does the pre-game. i don't think it'll never be it won't be the same it won't be the same but he he's gonna he's doing everything he can to clean his image back and build rebuild their relationships he we, we didn't really talk about his apology he made an original apology. He said he was he just missed the mark. Uh, a lot of people use the phrase tone deaf. I think that's been overused at this point. But he was just like blind to really what he was saying. He was kind of ignorant. And a lot of people, or he, he, this is his words, you know, me paraphrasing it on my interpretation of what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But then he doubled down on that and said that Donald Trump, you know, he came at, he, he made a post and said that Donald Trump needs to like listen to the players and don't you know don't go that far I, I i probably should have reread it but he did like tag donald trump in an instagram post to kind of push the envelope even further and say that i want to fight for what's right that's what he said time will tell we don't know what you know he changed his mind because of the backlash he got mm-hmm. and that's that's a fact so at the end of the day, I don't think that uh, I don't think he's lost the locker room, no, but I don't think he's gonna gain it back to the level that he had. because so, always that what he said gonna always be in the back of the minds of Malcolm Jenkins and Michael Thomas for sure. Even Alvin Kamara spoke up too. But I mean, yeah. he, when he got there, he he won the locker room like that, right? Just from his leadership on the field, yeah, off the field things he was doing. He's a leader. Um, Russell Griffith, what's up, man? Uh, long what up, Russ? Russell, bro. Russell was one of them. We're talking about being like a minority 
it's funny how like <clears throat> you can be a minority in athlete and athletics mm-hmm. so, that's why i don't really use the term minority when i'm describing people because mm-hmm. it kind of like diminishes you a little bit yeah because you could yeah. but it depends on whatever situation you're going to be a minority we're, somewhere we're just trying to like point out the fact hey i'm a minority in the situation yeah other side a racial minority yeah but doesn't everybody need to be a minority at some point in their life think about how many people (laughs) have never been the minority yeah that's real you know what I mean that's real when you always in the majority you always got the strength in numbers when you always so you feel like you're invincible if you're always from Fargo North Dakota yeah or the the cop in Minnesota now I don't know what the demographic is racially in in Minnesota but but I would assume Asian one dude look half black one dude they live all white dudes, right? No. No, one of them is uh D- two of them. Is it one was Asian? Two were sure. white, but one looks like he was Okay, mixed. okay. So that was what threw me off. I was like, huh. It's the, they blue, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean anyway. That's what people say. Um what up, Kim Folk? Love y'all. Uh that's what Russ said. What up, Russ? Um yeah, Russell was the only okay, when I got to so being a minority in the locker room. How many how many white dudes we had on the team? When, when we I first, first got, got there, there, there probably was a about lot. five or six. I say a lot. It was like five. <laughs> yeah, out of but it was, eight ninety. It was funny because it was like O line, uh, quarterback, California. Yeah, yeah, O line, quarterback, and kicker. Huge That's it. California connection. <laughs> Russell can. Uh, we had no white DBs. No, 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 no. Russell yeah. was from Cali. Bacharini, Cali. Cali. Uh, Big Ian, tight end. Cali. Cali. He played quarterback he though. Played quarter- uh, no. No. Okay. Um, he had a strong. He should have played baseball. baseball uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, then it got and Blanco was the only Hispanic on the football team. Yep, that's we, right. We would always and the rest of we would always black guys. We would always like. <laughs> I think yeah, but my junior and senior year, there was it was just me and Blanco. Yeah, your yeah for sure your senior year. Yeah, nobody else. Z unit. But every, <laughs> it was funny because every time we walk in a hotel. Uh, it was. They'd be like, you the quarterback or the kicker? <laughs> I'm like, what, are you, what are you trying to say, man? You, know, you should have told him you was the starting running like, back. I'm neither. I'm the, I'm the punter. You know? <laughs> it was just funny. They, so you got were, profile, basically. Profile, man. Automatically. I'm, I'm so tired of being sorry, profiled. Bro. I'm sorry you know what I'm that to we you, man. I'm so sorry, bro. But um, no, it was uh, uh, So that's how prejudice worked, though. I didn't do anything in the locker room that, like, this is a true story. Like, my black teammates would try to make me, like, say <laughs> words I don't want to say. Like, they thought it was funny, you know? Yeah, they'd be like, I appreciate nah, you but not. say it, you know? I'd be like, well, come on, man. Is this, I'd be like, is this a joke? What's going on, you know? Uh, yeah. Is this a test, you know oh, what I mean? man. Because you oh. can imagine, like, a little... Um, Hey, you did. 5'10", 150-pound white kid coming to, like, you know, I got tied to the goalpost. You yeah, know they, what I mean? Freshman year, they tied into the goalpost. Me and Blanco got him tied and to the Blanco. goalpost. No, was but late. this was what y'all used to. practice. Then we had to y'all used to always practice. do pranks on me, though. We did a lot of pranks. Y'all wrote my name on the football field. And then y'all put, y'all saran wrap my clothes. Y'all did have to air. That was Blanco. I didn't do that. Yeah right. I never saran wrap anything. It was always I was just there. He lying. He already you already confessed this, bro. Don't try to you know crawfish in front of everybody. Um, y'all definitely you definitely wrote my name on the. No, Blanco did that, huh? Which one of y'all did it? I didn't. Blanco did it. Only thing I did specifically was that was the worst. Only thing I did was tie 
the dummy bags to Coach Titan's golf cart. So when he drove from the practice for the lunch, he <laughs> he dragged he had a two drag in the whole way. He never knew it. You know? um, hell, Trey, what the hell are you doing? He, yeah. Anyway, uh, what up, Coach? Blanco Titan? was watching. He he knows about that. <laughs> Blanco, which one? Which one did you do? Did you saran wrap my clothes and wrap my name on the field? Blanco, or did Blanco do did it? all that. Blanco, Tell the truth. Blanco put icy hot in jock straps, helmet. <laughs> he would he would just uh, he would. Tape stuff the benches, you know what I mean? I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, come on, man. I can't do El Salvadorian. Uh, oh man. But shout out to Blanco, man. Anyway, um, we go. Let's take one more if they got any more any, any more questions, and we gotta get on about it here. Yep. Yeah, uh, we've been going what? Almost two? Yeah, almost. No, about about an hour and a half. Okay, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to shut it uh, on down. Noah, who is uh, someone My we played roommate. Um, yeah. He played baseball at uh, in Coast at Mississippi Valley. Noah was from New Mexico, and um, Noah was a person I was respected because he, you know, he was his own person. He was Hispanic, yep. but he 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 embraced the cultures of all races. You know what I mean? Uh, coming from where he was from, uh, yeah, Noah Noah was talking about how you know he said uh, the government says they don't have money for funding, but they found two tree and overnight for C nineteen, which we're talking about that government funding. So Noah's. Asking about government funding, where should it go? We're both gonna say billion dollars in education. We just talked about we just sent people into space. Yeah, how you a trillion dollars in debt? How you owe somebody a trillion dollars? <laughs> like just listen to how that sound. Like I'd be feeling bad if I if I borrow five dollars from somebody and don't get it back to them. But we why, are why are we going to space? Dollars in debt. It don't even matter. Is no there more. money in space? <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I don't know what they're going to space for. But why we got money to go to space and people hungry? How is that going on at the same time? I just time? know that to build one of those rockets, it costs a lot of government money. It's got to be in the billions So to go to space and do it's what? It's not like we... Do we profit financially from going... To, you do things... You spend money to make money. What money are we making? And I could be wrong, man. I'm, I'm just oblivious to it. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just a health and PE teacher. But I'm saying... <laughs> Maybe there are jobs that they employ people that pay. A lot of people work for NASA to get, mm-hmm. get the spaceship up. Well, they uh, should be funding the schools. They making this money. Maybe they're trying to go Texas. and find a cure for COVID or something. The tag, yeah, the cure is in space. It's in the movie, dog. <laughs> I like that. Um, uh, Joseph Blanco would pass gas in the team meetings and get kicked off. <laughs> Russell, you're right, man. Um, we, me, and Blanco, okay. put him out. me and Blanco one time, Russ, story Sorry. up. If True. any of our former coaches watching, like Coach Washington, man, he knew it, but I love we, all my uh, coaches. Coach Washington would make me and Blanco sit in the defensive meetings. Even though right. we never had we never had one special teams meeting. We had special teams like, you know, walkthroughs mm-hmm. and certain meetings, but during um, preseason, Two days. They would have defensive meetings every night. Offensive meetings every night. You know what I mean? Getting the playbook. Playbook. Right. I just have these, like, you know, coach wouldn't let me go to sleep, so I'm trying to learn about defenses. All I remember hearing is, check China, check China, whatever that means. Check China. I remember that. Check China. (laughs) Cover two, check China. Cover six. um, Ran a lot of cover six. So we would get bored, of course, and we're like, man, this this is two hours. So y'all start cutting up. We try to find stuff to do. One time... (laughs) <laughs> uh, we went to it was one point they they finally put us in separate meetings so Blanco would was like with the offense and I was with the defense or something so we we planned to meet up in the hallway we had some uh, fireworks 
You know the kind that goes. The little pop. No. Like you light them on fire. The blackheads. The ones that go off. Yeah. Hundred whatever. It's a really short fuse. So I'm like, I was like, come on, man, let's do it. So, um, anyway, we let him threw him threw him inside the right at the entrance, so it was loud. But we had to do um, we had to do 500 push-ups before the meeting was over. I remember. Like, <laughs> oh really? Hold up, hold Blanco, up. Blanco, Blanco, might have crying or something. Five hundred push-ups. Like that was our goal. We couldn't stop to hit five hundred. I don't think we finished. Yo, that's wow. Because because Jefferson was there, making sure we did them. We we take a break after like every twenty. But five y'all. So y'all got to five. No way y'all did. No, no way. That's impossible. We couldn't even lift our arms. We finished the next day. You know, after practice. Anyway, um, oh man! All right, someone says, uh, "How soon do y'all think NCAA player reimbursement will take place across across the board, and when does it start? Do y'all think there will be more scandal violations, or will police be considered inappropriate benefits, or who who will police what will be considered inappropriate benefits?" All right, I'll answer that. Um, no, it's all good. Um, the Arsenal answer that real quick. I feel like that I was given X amount of money for my four and a half years of tuition, right? They paid for my school. They're able to fund me for what I'm doing right now and providing for my wife and kids, right? Mm-hmm. They gave me money. They I could have been an astronaut, Reed. I could have been a doctor. <laughs> I you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that's why I tell my son, like, because you play sports, I mean, you got to play sports. Right. You get older, you could be an architect. Anyway, so... Um, uh, I don't think that we have to necessarily reimburse. I was getting full pay scholarship, three meals a day, right? Room and board. Mm-hmm. I had to pay like a little bit for laundry. Right. I'm talking about if you stayed on campus. And you could always move off campus, but um, if you stayed on campus, which we didn't have nice dorms at. No. Um, but also, I got a $75 stipend check a month. That's it. Meanwhile, Eli was up in Oxford same time we were. He's getting like four hundred seventy five dollars yeah. stipend check. You know what I'm saying? I, I wish I knew what the people who was at LSU when we. Was I'm just saying he was so back in '06. It's it's there's got to be more money in it, but in terms of that, if I feel like if you did that to a greater extent, what, how you say his name? Diarson. Yep. Diarson, if bro. you did that to a greater extent, then it you, it just becomes the rich get richer and the poor get poor and you're going to see more division in college sports you're going to see the rich sports go on to because hey man come to you can't say hey man come to valley because low key we got got some you're going to be in some commercials with some car dealerships whatever you know now if if hbcus had hbcus like bet cut a deal with hbcus show all the hbcu games People right. will watch that. Yes. There's a, a there's not a big audience, but there's an audience for it. That'll help the the players a little bit, right? Yep. Um, Revenue. And stop stop spending money. We don't need we don't need colleges in Florida flying to California to play a sport. I'm sorry. I just don't like that costs a lot of money to fly a plane. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Okay, I so it just gets to the point to where I feel like that the universities, you know, uh, they provide kids with so, so, so much. But the ones that aren't on scholarship, who are paying their ways and mm-hmm. whatnot, um, 
like my last name is Butts. I maybe could have got famous off that in college. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like just because of my last name. See more. I could hire an agent now. You could hire an agent. Oh. College players can oh, hire yeah, agents. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. High school kids can hire agents now. Hold up, hold up. Yes. For real? Yes. yes. I didn't I didn't know that. But look, I think about it like this. Touch on that. Is it your move or mine? Yours. Okay. Oh, man. Touch that. Touch that. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting way to look at it, Trey. I ain't going to lie. Because if they if you if they're using your likeness though, if you going you playing at this big school and they got your jersey, and it's selling off the off the shelf like like a, like a Joe Burrow or somebody, mm-hmm. they getting paid off of you. They no. might be giving you this money for scholarships, right. which is a, a good bit of money. Mm-hmm. So, but if you making these jersey sales. And we winning, and we getting all the, you know. Well, that's the thing. All these incentives. I think there should be incentives for teams that win. Here's how, and, this and is, I think that they're all. Here's the thing. It's gonna come down to. You can do your own thing separate, but you can't be tied into university. The university also can't. If they want to sell, what number is Joe Burrow? Twelve. Nine. They can sell a number nine LSU jersey. Like Drew Brees. I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They could sell a number nine LSU football jersey, but right. they can't put Burrow on it. Right. If they put but Burr it's on still, it, but everybody know who it is. If they put Burr on it, now they gotta pay him. You see what I'm saying? But if you, if it's if I'm Joe Joe Burrow and I mm-hmm. wear number nine and I look in the crowd and I see number nine on a brand new jersey, mm-hmm. let's come on now. Mm-hmm. We know what we're doing. Okay. People wouldn't buy my jersey because I'm a superstar. They buy it because it says butts on the back. You know what I'm saying? It's funny. Let's get a jersey that says butts on it. This is a real dude. This will be funny to wear. People will comment on my shirt. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, the, uh, you, you know what? I should get I should get paid off of that because otherwise like the, um, nobody's buying a jersey. The shirts from that Notre Dame and Miami game, the convicts versus the something. Okay. I forgot what it's called, but yeah. Okay. That dude got paid buku money off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, he made buku shirts, he made a lot of money, but he wasn't a player. He said, what y'all supposed to do with $75? I know, man. What you supposed to do with $75? I was playing football, golf, and baseball. So when I got the $75, I think the stipend was actually from golf. So the $75 was like, hey, man. I was like, tell my friends, like, hey, $75? (laughs) You want to go eat somewhere? You know? Let's go eat. It's on me. Right. I would would pay. But I got $75, too, so we good. Anyway, um, that's that's look, we 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 it's it's the guy late, bro. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna check out. We the, ran our course for now. We could say our goodbyes. All right. And uh, we ain't finished the chess game. Yeah, we'll finish. It's it your up move. After. Yep. It's we gonna, my move. We gonna we gotta finish it up. What if I told you that I set it up to kill you as we're wrapping up? Would you believe me? Go for it. Show me. I'm not there. I'm just saying, like that, right, would, that would be cool what, if it was, though, right? Yeah, I'd like to see it. I okay. think I'm gonna win though. Okay. <clears throat> um, so we're going to wrap up our first episode of our podcast. Thank everybody who showed up to listen to us talk for this long about all kind of stuff. Yeah, if you like what we had to say, man, go, go share it. Yeah, like, share, whatever. We're going to get it posted up on some more stuff. I know we kind of was all over the place a little bit, okay. but hopefully something was in there that you enjoyed talking about. And I'm really just thankful for the support that anybody would actually come through and, and listen to what me and Trey have to say. And, uh, you know, you might not agree with everything that we have to say, and that is perfectly fine as well. No, we it's continue not, <laughs> Yeah, you have to listen to us and you don't say. don't believe what I say, yeah, man. Yeah, like agree with me. 
Nah, but seriously though, like that's what this is about. It's just starting more conversations about more things and hearing perspectives from different people. And it, you can see us, we didn't agree on everything that you know we talked about, but we cool. And at the end of the day, you know, like I keep saying at the end of the day, it's a lot of end of days, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm tired and it is the end of my day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stop talking now because I got practice in the morning. Go Gators. I'm about to drive back ready. to Jackson right now. You got to be safe. Right. Make sure you turn your phone off. Do not disturb. Yeah, I did that last time. <laughs> We're going to be looking for you. you get your wife. Thank y'all. And cut. Blur. My ears is hot. Uh, Woo! Let's see. Bam.